Hello, welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skillbytes author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, our guest is Elaine Starling. If you have never had a stroke, be thankful. A former marketing pro, Elaine Starling transformed her life after a conversation with the divine during a stroke. Elaine received a complete download from the divine about why we're here, how it all happens, what we're supposed to do while we're here, how we can live our optimal life, and what happens next after this life. Elaine created the Abundance Journey to share the guidance she received from the divine, how she applies it, and how her life has changed. Combining divine guidance with over 25 years of successful business experience, the Abundance Journey has the practical answers that entrepreneurs interested in spiritual personal growth are looking for. I invited Elaine here today because as soon as I heard about Elaine's process, how to turn fear into focus, I knew I wanted to learn more. It's obvious to me that Elaine really, really cares. I think that's why she's truly been so successful. Elaine, welcome to the Skill Bites show. I'm so delighted to have you here. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. It is. I would love to find out how this whole journey has affected you, What, how you've taken the information and applied it to your life. You know, it's an ongoing process. I find that life is a cycle. And, you know, you may be in a bad place when you wake up in the morning, but you can shift and change your perspective and get into a much more productive and empowered place. And it's really interesting to me that the situation itself might not change, but getting a different perspective on something can totally change how you feel about it and really open you up so that you can be much more productive and much more effective. Absolutely. That perspective is so important. Uh, the attitude that you have towards something, you may not be able to change your circumstances, but you can certainly change the way you view those circumstances. And the more positively you can view them, if you can think of, well, okay, I've got this huge problem now, but what's the silver lining in it? Uh, then all of a sudden your creativity opens up and and it will improve for you. Absolutely. You know, I work with lots of different entrepreneurs and small business owners, and I find that people struggle, you know, it's and there's a cycle. You'll go through a period of struggle and then all of a sudden you get really creative and you go through a period of growth. But I find that struggling is it's just a process. It's something that I find it's fear coming up. And fear is just a sign that we need to focus differently than the way we've been focusing. So that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping entrepreneurs and business owners shift fear into focus. Let's, let's look at that a little bit. How do you define fear? You know, people get stuck in old patterns. And these old patterns distract them from moving forward. And 
honestly, there's nothing wrong with fear. It, it just is what it is, but it stops us from playing a bigger game. So I had a very unique experience during my stroke and getting this insight on how everything's worked. So I tend to work at things, look at things in two ways. I look at them spiritually and I look at them from a business orientation. So when I look at things spiritually, it's really interesting. All the science shows that our bodies, that an atom is mostly empty space. In fact, if you took all of the empty space out of your body, what remains would be smaller than a speck of dust. Fascinating, fascinating. And I discovered that that empty space isn't really empty. It's filled with divine energy. And what I have noticed is that tiny little 1% of us, that smaller than a dust moat, is the mind, it's the ego that loves to think it's in charge. And the ego is just trying to protect us. It wants to give you a feeling of control. That's why the mind loves structure, logic. If this, then that, what are the steps? What are the strategies? Anything that helps us calculate the odds in our favor. But the mind is just that tiny little 1% doing the best it can. And when it starts to freak out and you feel that sensation of being stuck or in fear, I view it as just the mind having a little bit of a temper tantrum because here it is, this tiny little dust speck, and it could be tapping into the divine energy that's there and accessible. So from my perspective, from the spiritual side of things, fear is just like a traffic light. It's reminding us, hey, you know what? You've got access to a whole lot more information, and it's not all on you. You have help. So you can reach out to get the help you want. So that is the key. How do you ask for that help? How do you tap into that divine guidance? And you know, that's one of the things that's really challenging is trying to get yourself out of the way because divine guidance is flowing through you all the time. Divine energy is flowing through you as you, and you control the amount of flow. And whenever you start to get wrapped around the axle about something or anxious about something or overwhelmed by something, you're restricting the flow. And I call that going into the me zone. It's the poor little me. What's going on with me? And how, what am I and the impact on me? And what are people going to say about me? It's the me zone. And when you can shift out of that me zone and into the we zone, you open up and you let a lot more divine energy flow through you. Being stuck or being in a state of fear isn't a bad thing. It's just a reminder that we need to focus. That's it. And it's really interesting from a business perspective, because I look at things both sides, right? Spiritual and business. So spiritual is just a reminder to tap into higher guidance. Business is a reminder that you've experienced some sort of a breakdown and your feeling of commitment is shifting, you're wondering, you're asking yourself, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this really a good use of my time? Is this really going to serve me? And really, there are three things that happen during a breakdown that cause a breakdown. Either there's miscommunication or you get an unintended result. Something happened you didn't think was going to happen like that. Or your expectations aren't met. You have certain things that you think are going to happen and they just don't happen. And when those things happen, all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh. I got to look at this again and see if this is really what I want to be doing. From a business perspective, fear indicates a lack of commitment. Huh. Okay, so what do you do to <laughs> minimize that fear and refocus? 
I would love to take you through it. I've got a very simple process that I encourage people to do because it makes all the difference in the world. And there are five simple steps. So I'll explain each one briefly, and then we can talk about it a little bit more. Okay. So step one is acknowledge. You want to acknowledge the situation that's happening. It is what it is. And you need to acknowledge how you feel about it, the emotions that are present for you. Those emotions are kind of a byproduct of the fear that you're experiencing. And you can notice when you're feeling distracted or overwhelmed or frustrated or angry about something. Those are all ways your body and your mind tell you, hey, we're in fear right now. It's time to do something different. So the first step is acknowledge. The second step is your attention. Notice where you're focusing your attention. Are you looking at the problem, what's not working, or are you working at your progress? Are you looking at your progress? The knee-jerk human response for every situation is to look for danger, to focus on the problem. And the challenge is that focus is fractal. That means the more you look at something, the more there is to see. You see more detail. And then you look even closer at one piece of detail, and all of a sudden, there's a whole lot more stuff that shows up. And you find yourself way down in all these challenges and issues and mistakes and lost opportunities, if only all that stuff that's this downward spiral of disaster. Not good. <laughs> and not fun either. So no, definitely not fun, but it's hard to figure out what to focus on until you sort of look at the picture and you can prioritize. Well, that's true. And what I love to do is to make sure the attention is focused on your progress. So there's a really quick exercise that's very helpful with this. Just think for a minute about a project that you're working on right now where you're feeling a little stuck, a little overwhelmed. Okay. Do you have something that comes to mind, Judy? I do. Um, Excellent. You don't have to tell me what it is. You don't have to say anything about it because I want everybody listening to play along too. So I want you to just think about this project that isn't quite where you want it right now and ask yourself the question, where are you right now on a scale of one to 10, where one is you haven't even started the project yet, and 10 is the project is completed to your satisfaction. Just think of the very first number that pops into your head. Whatever that number is, it's exactly the right number for you. Do you have a number? Yes. Okay. Now, ask yourself the question, why did you pick such a high number? It's a very counterintuitive question. It doesn't matter. Even if you picked a three or you picked a two, it's higher than a one where you haven't even started yet, right? Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about asking yourself, why did you pick such a high number? It redirects your focus to all the things that you've accomplished so far, all the progress you've made so far. And since focus is fractal, you start to notice all the resources you have, the support you have, the connections you have, your relationships, the templates, the tools, the key questions you know to ask. Everything that you need is available to you right now. You just have to notice it and then decide to use it. So it's incredibly powerful when you take your attention and shift it away from the problem and onto progress. That's step two. That changes your perspective, as we talked about before. It definitely does, but there's something even more that you can do. So step three is appreciation. 
awareness, attention, and then appreciation because gratitude is an incredibly amazing thing. You know, just imagine that you took some time to write down examples of all the progress that you've made so far on your project, the research you've done, you know, the, the connections you've made, the tools you've found. And as you start to look at your list, you can feel a deep wave of gratitude for your skills, for your abilities, for your determination, your commitment, and the contribution that you're making with this project. You can really savor that wonder of how amazing your life is, how beautiful this process is that allows you to give of yourself and realize such amazing returns and personal growth, connecting to others, realizing your goals. You can just soak in that appreciation for all that you've accomplished so far. This is your launch pad, and it's a reminder of just how capable and resourceful you really are. You're amazing. And when you feel amazing, you can do amazing things. Great. Okay. Then what's next? <laughs> we can't stop there. There's two more steps. Okay. Step four is anticipate. You know, as you're starting to feel that sense of appreciation and gratitude, one of the things that's really powerful is to write yourself a script about how poised and personable, perceptive, powerful, and persuasive you're going to feel as you continue to work on this project. I call this a success script. Now, the psychiatrist psychologists call this a priming script. And it's been proven over and over again that the way you talk about what's about to happen influences your performance. It really does. So you want to imagine that things are going perfectly for you in every single meeting, every phone call, every email, every single step you take. You're smiling, you're laughing, you're having a great time. You're in this state of flow and everything feels easy, engaging, it's super effective. So you wanna write that down as if it's happening right now. Again, psychologists are calling this priming because our non-conscious mind will believe whatever we tell it is true. And then it looks in our environment to match our beliefs. So you can read a success strip before you start working on something and you'll be amazed at the serendipity that shows up. You, you just start to meet the right people. You make a great impression. You discover a valuable insight. It's a distinction nobody else would notice and you make an important contribution. That reality is available to you right now, but you have to claim it by changing your fear into focus by anticipating your success. Right, and it has to be positive because I understand yes. that the universe doesn't understand negatives. So if you say, right. I want to have less debt, all it hears is debt. debt. Yep. So That's right. you don't want to say, I want less debt. You want to say, I want more money or whatever. Yeah. And what works for me is to imagine the progress, right? So I've got another chapter written on my book. I've researched and found some great um, people that I could interview. I've reached out and, and uh, put together an interview invitation email. You know, whatever the different steps are, you see that as coming through and coming to fruition. And that's incredibly powerful. So step one is to acknowledge what's happening and how you feel. Step two is to put your attention on your progress instead of on the problem. Step three 
is to appreciate and be in gratitude for how amazing you are and all the talents and skills you bring to the situation. Step four is anticipation. It's almost celebrating in advance all the wonderful things that are about to happen for you. And you've got this beautiful checklist of, yay, you can't wait to get started. Now, step five is to take inspired action. You're excited, you're eager, you've read your success script, and now you want to ask yourself and take a timer. I love to set a timer for two minutes. And you ask yourself this question, what is one little thing that I can get done in one hour or less that's going to move me closer to my goal? Set the timer for two minutes and you start brainstorming and just writing down as many things as you possibly can. Some of the things that I like to think about, who do you know who's already solved this problem and how could you connect with them? Well, thanks to social media, it's never been easier to reach out and find people, right? So it's not hard, it's just who. So you start asking yourself, who do you know who might already have an answer? And then you can ask yourself, what tools and resources might be helpful? Where can you find those? How can you get access to them? Or who knows how to use them already? I love Fiverr. Fiverr is like a godsend, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. If you're looking for people who know how to do something like technology and you don't and you don't want to do it, there's all kinds of people out there who can help you. What tools and resources and who can help you? How can you find the support that you need? Who could help you get specific tasks done for your project? So you just take two minutes and you list as many things as you can think of that will take you an hour or less to complete. And you only have two minutes. And it's fine if you only think of three things. Really, it really doesn't matter how many things are on your list. But you spend two minutes creating a list. Then set your timer again for two more minutes. And what you're going to do is prioritize your list. You're just going to go through and say, okay, which one of these things will I tackle first? And which one's second? And which one's third? And that's great. Then you start to do the first action item on your list. Just taking one simple action shifts you into that progress focus, into that possibility focus. You know what to do. You've got a roadmap to get there. And all you need to do is take action. That's a great way to, to actually do it because it's very simple. Doesn't take a lot of time. You got a two minutes is not enough. You know, you, you everybody's got two minutes. You might not have the hour, um, mm -hmm. but you can fit in what you can, and every little bit helps. Whatever amount of time you have, if you need to do it in fifteen minute blocks, that's fine. Then you just ask yourself, what can I do in fifteen minutes or less? And if you're working on a big project like writing a book, you want to take each activity and break it down into 15 minute chunks. And then you prioritize those 15 minute chunks. So whatever amount of time you need to work with, it's incredibly powerful what you can get done when you shift from fear into focus. Okay, so everybody can use that because when you have that action, then it helps you progress towards your goals, gives you a different mindset, and get you out of that uh, that fear or that feeling as if you're out of control. Absolutely. Excellent, I love that. Very good. So I'm curious, um, how, what have you been able to manifest in your life by using some of these tools that you've learned? 
Boy, I have manifested all kinds of great things in my life. And one of the things that I've manifested is I'm working on a TED Talk. Yay! I can't wait. It's so exciting. And it's really fun to challenge yourself. You know, when you're not challenging yourself, you're not really growing. And I think that's one of the reasons why people feel stuck is they are going through the motions. They're going through the routine and it's boring after a while and they want something fresh and new and finding activities that challenge you and get you to grow in new ways, incredibly powerful. So I had heard about TED Talks and watched several of them online. And I always thought it would be really cool to do a TED Talk. And so I ended up meeting someone um, through a networking event who is teaching people the basics of how to do a TED Talk. And he's also a speaker coach. And so he works with you after that initial class. If, if you meet the standards, he'll work with you to help you refine your script and really get you ready to be on stage. And so I was able to attract into me the serendipitous opportunity to meet someone who was about to launch a program and I could be in his beta program and support him while he supported me. And so, yeah, things like that happen all the time now. And really, I think it's because um, after a while, you get used to opening yourself up and getting out of that me zone into the we zone. And how can I support someone else? And at the same time, it supports me and one of my big goals. So it's it's really fun. Yeah. And I wanted to, to uh, ask you about that going from me zone to we zone, uh, because you had mentioned that earlier. I want to come back to that. How does that work and why does it work? It works incredibly well. So basically what happens is we get trapped in um, feeling like we can't get things done, like we don't matter, like we're not important, we're not good enough. There's a lot of negative self-talk that people do. And ironically, there's one person above all others that you wish would believe in you and support you and encourage you. And that person is you. And you are so judgmental and so cruel to yourself. When you start to notice your skills, your talents, your abilities, and you start to focus instead of on yourself and what you get out of something, you focus on what can I do to help solve someone else's problem and be there for that person help them see their skills, talents, and abilities and how to apply them. When you get out of yourself and out of your own angst and your own frustration, your own you know, story, you ignore that because you're there and able to support someone else. It makes a massive difference because you get everything you want as you support others. It's amazing how things flow to you. Give and you shall receive is about you showing up and giving to others of yourself. One of the things that I learned during my stroke with this conversation with our higher power is that you are perfect. You're born with your skills, talents, abilities, interests, preferences, all of that. And with your faults, your foibles, your hot buttons, your <laughs> not so good aspects of you. All of that is combined into a unique whole that makes you incredibly valuable. You see the world in a different way. And by you showing up and doing your best to empower those around you, that's the we zone, it takes you out of the limited me zone and all of your needs are met. Everything that you want is served. So you had mentioned that um, 
when you had your stroke, you also learned why we're here. Is that why we're here to help others? Well, it's a little bit different than that. Uh, That is a part of it. But I describe life as being a lot like a BOSU ball, B-O-S-U. I don't know if you're familiar with that. For people who aren't, it's a piece of exercise equipment. It looks like a half circle and it's really tippy. You're supposed to stand on this thing with weights, insane, and try to, you know, lift up and down and all this without falling off. And it's very tippy. So it's really hard to maintain your balance. But the cool thing about a BOSU ball is it's designed to build core strength in your torso so that you have better balance and you don't fall over all the time. Life is like a BOSU ball. It's designed to build spiritual strength. Stuff happens that throws you off your game all the time. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Hey, how fun to have unlimited funds, be some mega billionaire. Oh, darn, you know, should I buy another house in the Mediterranean or, you know, one in Tahiti, right? Your problems change, okay? You have different problems, but you still have problems because life is there to encourage you to grow and expand and become more in the next moment than you were in the past moment. And a lot of your ability to expand and grow is in how you support and empower those around you because the more you empower those around you, the more you empower yourself. Interesting. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. And, you know, there's one last thing that I really wanted to share today. If we have a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. I have this book that I've read. I read a lot of books. I read about three or four books a week. And one of the books that I absolutely love is called Connected. Because inside the book Connected, they describe something called the three degrees of influence rule. Now, the rule says that you have influence over people three rings away from you. That means your friends is the first ring, your friends' friends is the second ring, and your friends' friends' friends is the third ring. So everything that you think, say, feel, and do ripples through three levels away from you. So, of course, I had to do math. I absolutely had to find that out. And there was a a recent study that was mentioned in the New York Times that says the average American knows 600 people. So most entrepreneurs and business professionals know closer to 1,500, but nobody ever believes that number. So we'll go with a smaller number of 600. So if you know 600 people, that means that everything you think, feel, say, and do ripples out to incredible number of people. Incredible number of people. I want to get the numbers exactly right. So that first ring, you're in a bullseye and you're the center of the bullseye. You know 600 people. That's the first ring around you. Well, every single one of those 600 people knows 600 people. That's 216 million people in, I'm sorry, 360,000 people in the second ring and 216 million people in the third ring. So that means that everything you think, feel, say, and do influences 216 million 360,600 people, and that's you just showing up being you, but it gets even more interesting. Love this book, love this book. Every single happy friend in your social network, those three rings around you, increases your chance of being happy by 9%. Each unhappy person in your social network decreases your chance of being happy by 7%. 
How interesting that our emotions are entangled, all interwoven. And I love that happiness is more powerful than unhappiness, 9% over 7%, and that your happiness has a measurable effect on others. That's why it's so important for you to remember to turn your fear into focus. You are that powerful. You are that important. You're that valuable. You're influencing the happiness of the entire planet. Not to put any pressure on you, just saying, you know, it's a whole different perspective on things when you realize just how powerful you are and how influential you are. Yeah, it's, it's actually almost counterintuitive when you think about happiness having more power than negativity because negativity is what seems to attract people you like to the newspaper. People wouldn't be reading the newspaper if it was all good news, even though good news is a lot more enjoyable to read than bad news. But why, why are people attracted to bad news? I don't know. You know, the reason why people are attracted to bad news is because it's an easy way to connect with other people. I'm having a bad day. Oh, I'm having a bad day too. You know, I stubbed my toe. Oh, I hit my hand, right? We find things that we feel um, each other's pain, right? And we feel like we can support each other through pain more than through pleasure. Because if you're having a great day, then I feel a sense of competition and I have to somehow step up to meet your great day. And it's a whole lot easier for you to meet me where I am in my pain than for for us to meet in pleasure. Unfortunately, there's a lot of misperceptions around that. Now, the beautiful thing about pleasure, and I call it the difference between focusing on what's not working, is where we feel connected to each other, instead focus on what is working, and then you feel much more capable. (laughs) You feel much more capable and resourceful. And how beautiful that I don't have to know how to write a book, because you do. That's awesome. I love that you're capable with that. And I'm not because then I can connect with you and I can learn how to write a book, which I really, truly want to do. So, yeah, I mean, it's so easy for us to connect around what is working when we don't feel like it somehow means that I am less than if you are able to do something that I don't know how to do. No, it increases your ability. You're much more capable and resourceful Capable is an internal thing. Capable is how you feel and that you have the skills and talents internally to do something. Resourceful is, I don't know how to do this. I'm talking to Judy so I can get my book done. I know who to call, right? Google is my best friend. That's resourceful. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting how the world works. And I find that one of the things that really sets apart entrepreneurs and small business owners, and part of the reason why I love working with these people is they're really interested in that spiritual personal growth. It's more than just personal growth. They know it's about how they show up in the moment. And they're really open and receptive to being the best person they can be. And that's fun. That's really fun when you're hanging out with people like that. Excellent. Yes, I agree. That is that that makes my day when I can work with somebody who's really creative and enthusiastic and Elaine, you are terrifically enthusiastic. <laughs> I love what I do. With you on your book. Oh, thank you so much. And Judy, I love what you're doing. And thank you because 
we need more books in the world. We need to capture the brilliance that's there and save it for generations to come. And you're empowering people to do that. It's a real gift, a huge talent that's urgently needed and valued. And thank you for stepping up and being there for us. And not only does it empower the next generation, but hopefully it will help you grow your business because you'll now be perceived as the expert. Absolutely. That is fabulous. Okay. One final question for you. You mentioned that your the divine guidance that you got also clued you into what happens after this life. So I'm curious. What <laughs> okay. So I'll be happy to open the kimono and share what's going on. So the best analogy I've been able to make is it's kind of like the difference between kindergarten and first grade. Okay. Kindergarten, there's nap time. First grade, no more nap time. There's a whole lot of other stuff and you're learning and growing and doing other things, but there's no more nap time. Well, when you're human and physical, you have a body. When you're not human, you're not physical and you don't have a body, but there's a whole lot more stuff going on and it's all really fun and it's all really interesting. Now, this is being in physical form, whether you're human or you're on another planet, this is the sweet spot. This is where the most uh, growth happens. This is where spirituality continues to grow and expand. The divine is growing and it grows through us. As we have our experiences and we grow more spiritual strength, the divine grows. And that's part of the reason why we are created and why we're here. We are an extension of the divine. And so it's really fun because you never have to worry about what's next. You really don't. You come back here again and again and again because this is the sweet spot and there's more for you to learn. There's more for you to do. This is the rock star parking. This is the front seat of the row. This is where all the cool stuff happens. Now, there's a lot more that you get to learn and do without a body. And sometimes you enjoy hanging out there for a while, but you'll come back and do this lots of times. And it's it's fun and different every single time. Hmm. Okay. Well, Elaine, thank you so much for being with us today. I really enjoyed listening to you and learning about all the different ways that you help entrepreneurs go from fear to focus and and all the other things that you shared with us today. This was a lot of fun, Judy. Thank you so much. 